This is Missy Gifford with Biohack. What is holding you back? And today I'm going to be talking about the different planes of reality that we have. And this is very important to know. And this is science. This is not metaphysics anymore. Metaphysics. Metaphysical. I think I should start over. No, let's keep going. Metaphysics, metaphysical. I don't remember all these words. Okay, what I'm here to talk to you about today is uh, emotion, physical, mental, and emotional planes of reality. Planes of reality. So create a visual that's going to help you see these different planes in front of you that are like shelves. That's how I see it is I place these lines in front of my eyes, like physicals on the top and then mentals above that. Yeah, physicals on the top. So I put the physical plane, basically it's out in front of me, but it's at my head level. Okay, that's the physical. The mental is on top of that and the emotional, I call it on top of that. So I start at the top of the head and go, that's the physical plane. Above that is the emotional plane. And then the mental plane is kind of like the pyramid. And it's running down to my eyes and going across my amygdala. So I see a pyramid and three planes of reality. So three lines through the pyramid. The pyramid starts at the top, which is your mental perception of reality, which is based on the emotional and the physical. So when you wake up, you are on your emotional plane of reality. What that means is your attention, your focus, your energy is planted right there in your emotional unconscious. That's what the emotional plane is, is the 90% of us that is unconscious. I can't say everybody's 90% unconscious because those of us that are working very high in this field are more so like 50% unconscious or 40% unconscious. Once you tip the scale and you're more awake than you are asleep, it becomes extremely interesting, I must say. But what I'm here to talk about is the emotional plane that we are experiencing, which is what we have always experienced. And all throughout history, we have been in what is called fight, flight, or freeze. It is survival. It is a survival mode that we have been in since the beginning of time. And <clears throat> so what I'm trying to tell you is time began when we lost our mind and became a fractal in time, which is simply impossible. Fractal energy, the only reason why I bring that up is how we create. 
emotional pain and suffering are fragments of our fractal, I guess you could call. It's not really fragments, but it's a delusion. It's a delusion. See, the only way we can have this unconscious reality that is full of all the pain and suffering is because somewhere along the way, here we are as, you know, the human creation, creator of all that's real and truths, creation of life. And I will tell you, it was not unconscious. It's all the somewhat of the, you know, what do they call it, North mythology or something like that. But you also have to remember that everything that was written is written from a limited view of reality. And it's also written from um, an emotional perspective. It's not written from the core, the core of all living things. So it, it, you can't really, it's not the holy grail, the holy written word, because honestly, you cannot take the universe and put it into a word. That's why you have to feel the core of the universe. Not your core, because see, when I say your core, that establishes ownership. And see, if you own something, then you're responsible for it. And if you own something and you're responsible for it, then you also set yourself up for judgment. Think about it. If you don't own anything, I didn't mean to say anything about it, sorry. My apology. If you don't own anything, there's nothing to judge on how you take care of it, this, that, or another thing. So the emotional plane of reality is what has been exposed because of the unconscious belief system. And that's what mankind's delusional dream reality is. How can a soul even dream is a miracle within itself. So the fact that somewhere along the way, your energy got covered up by a spot, like a bug got in your eye and all of a sudden you're stuck in the the irritation of the bug and before long it becomes real and then you create a whole reality so that you don't have to think about the bug in your eye and the pain of it being in there. So you distract yourself with something else and just let the bug continue to stay in your eye. Over time, we did this with bigger things, with lies, with pain, with abuse, with trauma, with not getting our emotional needs met as children. None of us, none of us got our emotional needs met as a child, even with the best of parents, because it's impossible to get your emotional needs met because your emotional needs are things that need to be lifted off of you, left, released. Because folks, my best analogy of this emotional plane is take a water bottle and fill it up 90%. And imagine that that is just black tar 
That is every time that you walked into the bathroom and cried, you cried in public, you cried, you cried, you cried. You cry because your emotional needs aren't getting met. You think you are emotional because we've been taught that we are. So that's not even a, something you think anymore. You just are. You think something long enough and you just become it. Therefore, you don't think it anymore. It's just become a dark belief. Because see, a soul cannot believe that it is what it's not. But the unconscious part of you, meaning a piece of you, I know this is hard for people because we think that we were this solid thing, but let's make you into consciousness and let's see consciousness as these beautiful white fluffy clouds. And in the middle of these clouds, if you look real close, there's little teeny dark spots. And when we focus on those little teeny dark spots in a very safe manner, the process that I do that is called IAM and we are able to acknowledge the dark spot, which is what it wants is acknowledge me and my pain, not you and what you think through your window pane. No, no, no. Acknowledge me, the part of me, the little emotion that's stuck surrounded by the light and it's not the light. It's throwing a fit. Let me out of here. It's like, can you imagine like uh, being stuck in a ball and you're just jumping up and down? You know, consciousness is all around you, but then you got this part of you that thinks it's emotional and there's not a darn thing you can do until that part of you is ready to be released because it is protecting you. It's waiting for you to be ready to be released. I'll be quiet for a minute. It's waiting for you to be ready to be released. Because they told us that we are emotions and they didn't know who they were. So you can't blame people can only teach what they, they have themselves. People. But souls, that's a different story. So waiting for you to be ready to wake up. What does that mean, right? Doesn't this change the whole story? So I've got consciousness. We've got a visualization, these beautiful, fluffy white clouds. And then you see the dark spots, which are the parts of you that were when you, while you were in fight or flight, which is where you are. And we've adapted to fight or flight. I'll say this once again, we have adapted to fight or flight. You have, and you're living in fight or flight. 98% of the time. And we've adapted to it. 
So what does that mean? It means that we are in fight or flight. When you're in fight or flight, you don't have time to feel emotions. You're in fight or flight. You, you, your body's in a survival mode. The emotional body is in a survival mode. The emotional body has been programmed to survive. And that's what keeps you alive in this land of darkness and lies and foulness and all the other ridiculous things that it is, all the lies that manipulate. So, okay, we got our water bottle. Let's go back to that. We felt it up 90%. Now, that 90% is all the times that you were hurt and were not able to talk it out with a higher being, meaning a being of a higher dimension, such as myself, that would actually be able to sit there and put my emotions aside and actually be able to speak to you in our native tongue, which is the frequency of the soul, the core of all living things. So when I speak to you from the core, you are able to process your emotions. But we don't get that. I didn't get that growing up. I didn't have a higher being. I don't know if you did. I didn't. I don't think any of us did. Because now is the first time that we are actually waking up while still being able to appear in the blind side of the emotions. So the emotions are the part of you that are blind. Your emotions can't see. They don't have eyes. Your emotions only feel. And they are threatened. So you wake up in a threatened state of mind. That is why the meditations that I put up are great to start your day to at least kind of ground you and give you some light, give you some energy. And that's why you'll feel better, honestly. It's a holding tank for you, but it's a much better place to be than waking up frazzled, uh, living as your emotions not knowing that you're not your emotions and then they're controlling you. It is the worst. You can't, when your emotions are triggered, you'll cry, you'll be at work, you could be anywhere. And once they're triggered, the tears pour. I've had it happen to me myself and it's, it's, it's shocking. <laughs> but I know what it is and what's happening. And you may not know. I see so many people every time I go out anymore and I don't you know to a restaurant where I'm around more of the collective I'm amazed at the things I hear um, you know people that are rude I'm one of the most transparent kindest people you'll meet when I'm out but I'm also aware of where I'm at people that are asleep and when people are rude to me um, that lets me know that they're generally suffering and in pain. And then I sit back and generally I'll probably hear that person say, oh, I have PTSD or I have uh, bipolar disorder or I have, oh my goodness, these labels are horrible. Labels are horrible. And I'll talk about that later. But right now, I know there's a lot that goes into this bottle, so 
90% full, right? That is all your unconscious pain. Meaning every time somebody hurt you, stepped on your toe, gave you a bad look, every time you felt something, whether you were conscious of it or not, your emotional body felt it. Now, if you're in your thinking mind, which kind of reminds me of being in the military when I'd be standing in front of a row of generals sitting at a table and they've put me up for an award and because I was, I held everything inside. You would not believe who I used to be. I didn't talk at all because they just beat it out of me. So I just didn't talk anymore. And so now here I am in the military, right? Jesus, that's a whole nother story. But anyway, they put me up for every award because they thought I held all my emotions in. I expressed nothing. So they thought I was strong. Well, that's terrified inside. I'm a child that came from nothing. Abuse. All, I, there was no stability. Nobody even taught me how to brush my teeth or wash my face. I mean, and so on the inside, I don't have that strong ground that people that came from, you know, two parents that, you know, weren't apes. They didn't beat them. They didn't molest them. They, they actually liked them and, um, you know, taught them, you know, the basics. <laughs> I laugh about it now, but so you just don't have any of that right? Nobody knows we just are our emotions and it's scary. It's scared to feel your emotions because they, you've been taught that you are them. I promise you this, you're not your emotions. You are locked in to the emotional plane. This plane of reality is the dream plane. It's the plane where you've forgotten who you are and become nothing but just this little teeny spot that tells you you are what you're not. Emotion and emotional pain. People have been talking about this for eons, but you know what? That doesn't matter. The only reason why I tell you is to give you hope to know that I got on the other side. That doesn't mean I am immune. I still have a toe in this third dimension. And as long as I do, then I will continue to release things that are drains upon me. And, but when I do, I just, this bottle dumps out and more and more my light fills up. But the most important thing I want you to know before I end this podcast is hopefully I've said a lot of everything and I've said a lot of nothing. But it's the frequency that you've listened to that is the most important, that is going to go into your consciousness. And those dark little spots that I was talking about may appear for you to clear. And if you would like help, I am always here. Because what is happening is we have this bottle called our unconscious pain, which is from your neck down. Or I should say from your head down. But let's just keep it from your neck down. So that will be the 10% of us. And then from the neck down will be the 90% of us. Which I could explain why body fat appears and stuff like that, but we'll talk about that later. 
So you have this 90%, you're just starting, you're starting to listen to these tapes, you're starting to realize there's more to life, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so here's my visual. Water bottle, 90% full. You come into this life with all your past cellular pain and suffering because this life is really a lie. Logical interpretation of emotions. <laughs> you cannot be logical with emotions. That's how you know when something is physical, okay? meaning it's attached and creating your physical, your physical, um, da, 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 what's the word? You know what I'm talking about. Okay, so the bottle's 90% full. So now that's my unconscious. It's creating my reality, my thoughts, my emotions, everything. Because I don't know who I am at this point, right? So 90% full. So now I come into this lifetime, right? just full of just object terror trauma. I mean, this whole reality is crazy. That's why we cry when we come in. It's absolutely insanity. So the pain and suffering starts at birth, pretty much. And every tear goes into this bottle. All right. So it still stays at 90%. It just grows fatter, okay? The 90% still stays 90%. It just gets fatter. Now, sometimes that 90% does become 100%, and we're not going to talk about what happens then. But it generally stays at 90% because there's 10% of you that is your core, your soul, that needs to wake up. And how do you wake up a piece of you? You wake up. So anyway, take this bottle, put the cap on it, right? Take a hundred lifetimes, all the pain and suffering that you have not been able to express because we've been in fight or flight. We vent, we, we get things that help us cope. Um, we do all kinds of stuff that helps us, right? You know, we all have our own pacifiers, whatever you want to call that. So anyway, take all this dark, elusive matter of pain and suffering, which is basically water. Anyway, shake it up. Can you hear me shaking it up? Okay, so that's all my suffering, pain, things I never got to feel. I don't care what it was, a look, um, accidents I was in, things I saw throughout history. Um, oh gosh, can you imagine? Okay, shake all that up. And then I'm born, and once I go out on my own, that is my reality. That's my reality. That's how I view myself. And it's true, because I remember who and how I looked at myself. So this is what we're clearing. It literally is water, like dark clouds in the sky mixed in with consciousness. And you know, if you live in Texas, like I do, you mix, or, you know, lots of places, you mix consciousness with the unconscious, warm and cold, what do you get? Depending on 
You can get a hurricane, tornado. Sounds about like life, doesn't it? That is why I tell you that hydration is so important. Your unconscious is just fluid. That's why they tell you you're, I don't know, 80% water or something, I don't know, like 90% dead space. It's just the unconscious. I promise you. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. Please don't take labels. Please don't take them on. Because the reason why is I had to unplug myself from suicide once I took on that label. I did need to take it on because I had to heal what causes suicide. So I wore the name tag for a while, but then I had to put it down so that I could completely heal and no longer be attached to the memories of suicide. That's what suicide, you attach to all people that feel suicide, see? So that's why when you feel your emotions, they get fired. It's overwhelming because you're feeling that, that bottle, that unconscious. All of that is trying to pour out of you. Why? Because you've gone past your emotional threshold. We all have. Let's be real. So it's very, very important that you understand that we can work at the emotional plane because that's the one we're dealt right now. It is a world built off of lies, logical interpretations of emotions. Now, you know, if you've worked with me at all, that one of the things I teach my students right out of the gate is that when you're faced with a decision and you feel all this emotion and you know your emotions don't fit the decision, meaning I'll just say, I'm gonna go to Carlsbad Caverns with my husband. And so, sounds great, the 10% of me if I wasn't so open, I, that reflection wouldn't have popped up so quick. And I know that there are emotional tags to it. That's why it popped up and I started to get spun out. I didn't feel it as much as I felt just the confusion because you have to think of there's all these bombs going off in me now going, oh my gosh, she opened me up, let us out, let us out, let us out. We've been in these caves since you got stuck in these caves and you know, I. I only have one vision of being in the caves, but I don't know what happened or what went on. So when I was able to come in and do the meditation, which I posted prior to this, I was able to feel how spun out I was, but I stopped it before it got real. And that I think was close to one of the strongest times I've done it because it's been harder and harder to walk away from my family when they're talking to me and raise a hand and say, I'm done and walk away because I am very kind by nature and I have a very sincere soul, which 
it's a double-edged sword here because it's harder for me to walk away from another soul. I'm very connected to the soul, the core of beings that are in my circuitry, so to speak. So it's very hard for me to put up a hand to somebody that has only taken the time to find a great place for us to go, right? So I think today might have been the strongest times that I, I put up the hand before it became a reality. Oh yes, I remember now. Because these past few years as I've been really digging deep since my suicides into this area and seeing the miracles of, oh my goodness. I also am just understanding that that was probably the first time I put my hand up so strongly and walked in my office and shut my door and was able to fully sit down and feel it before it became real. So I'm happy to share that with you. That was the first time I caught it. Usually I would wind up crying. Most of my mornings prior to figuring this out completely, when to put up the hand, it's easier for me to put up the hand to my husband and walk away. Uh, and it was, but it was harder for my son to do that. But I've learned. And I walk away to protect myself. But they always come at me. Like more and more and more. It's very strange. And I just put up the hand. And walk into my space. And sit down. And you can feel the power of just calming down. And it's like your energy is all fragmented. Because I woke up and in your dreams you're releasing everything. And I open my eyes. And the 10% of me may be here, but that other 90% of me is what it is. It's open. And that is why going into a salutation, hydrating, to get start flushing out that unconscious, it means everything. So pick up that water bottle, get a water bottle, get a liter water bottle. They have some great ones on Amazon that are PBA free. You want to drink that water and I will do another podcast on water. So look for that and the importance and how to do it and all of that. So clearing of the emotional body, the logical interpretation of emotions. So that they said, it's logical for my husband and I to go to Carlsbad Caverns. But if I had not known what I know now, there may have been tears or... I don't want to go. I don't want to go is somebody that's completely unconscious to their unconscious and they just don't want to go. And there's not going to be much to override that or if they do go, it's going to be a meltdown. And that is because they had pain and suffering in those caves. So if you listen to my podcast on implicit memory, I don't want to go into it. I've already talked about it. That implicit memory, that I am memory is stopping you from going there because there was pain there. And that's what it does. Fight, flight, or freeze. You're in survival mode. Don't go back in there. You were hurt there. Now hurt to the emotions doesn't have eyes. So hurt can be an arrow. It can be it depends on what's in that unconscious. 
So that's why we get very dramatic when we tell stories. I mean, I listen to my son tell stories and he grew up in a sanctuary, <laughs> but you know, he still has his stuff. And so he'll tell a story that, you know, I might've had a butter knife in my hand. Trust me, I never spanked my son or anything. And um, he was raised in a sanctuary, but still, I would, you know, I must have had a butter knife in my hand or something when I said something to him. And so now when he tells the story, you know, I don't know, 15 years later, it's funny to listen to the exaggeration of it, of I chased him around the house. <laughs> it's very cute. And all they're trying to do is explain how fun it was. But anyway, I'm getting off track there. And let me go back to the fact that if you go into those caves, all that unconscious is going to come out and you're forcing yourself, you're using your will and you're not even aware of it. You're using your will by your lack of understanding of your emotional pain. So it's like you're ignoring your pain and it probably angers it. And um, that's why that you have a meltdown while you're there. And it can ruin your home trip because the meltdowns start judgment and all kinds of stuff. And you don't need that. So once again, this is Missy Gifford with Biohack. What is holding you back? Please subscribe to the channel. Let me know how you're doing. Hydrate away. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Start your day grounded with your feet on the ground. And I promise you, you'll have a much better day. Goodbye for now.